Hey, what's going on, Team Podcast? How's it going? I hope everything's good in your world. Happy Monday. It's Monday, so you know what that means. We have another podcast for you today to get you through this week. You got five more days of this stuff. Get through it. Get at it. So, with that being said, this week we are joined by our friend and yours, Spencer from THC. Spencer is also the co-owner and co-founder of Dripped Auto Detail. Spencer is a philanthropist, a hustler, and just a genuine, genuine human that wants to see other people win. So it was a pleasure sitting down for this long, long conversation with him, and it is well, well overdue. I've seen this guy through ups, seen him through downs. They used to call him LL Cool J back in the day because he took so many L's. Well, he's not taking those L's anymore. Anyways, this is a, this is a great podcast. Lots of stories in it. Um, heart to hearts, you know, emotions, hard times. Uh, there's no there, nothing was held back in this, and this was very refined. Uh, Spencer's very well spoken uh, and a role model in his community. So I was happy to uh, have him on and just talk about his journey thus far. So. That's enough for me. Enjoy this podcast. Spencer, congratulations on everything thus far. I can't wait to watch you over the next couple of years here. Spencer, my man, welcome back. Uh, hanging out with us again at the self-hired family, self-hired studios like you so often do. You come my and hang guy. out. You come and hang out all the time. We're family, man. Self-hired THC, man. It's crazy. We're looking at this, um, we're looking at this. Uh, I don't even know what this is. This is like a mini movie, but this is really just a commercial or what is this right here? I mean, this is like a video that type of video me and Kev would shoot every day, man. Like we got busy every day for a year, shot new videos. Um, you know, we're hitting, hitting them in the head with new content every day. You know, that's something that not, not, that's something that no, no one person in the industry ever did was come out with new content, every quality day. content like this every day. Like literally Kev would be coming by the shop every morning you know we'd be getting busy we put so much emphasis on always coming out with new new content and mm-hmm. you know obviously kev's a genius so we came out with some dope shit yeah no doubt that was uh that's my favorite wall right there by the way dedicated that's, to keep you medicated dedicated baby. to keep you medicated trademarked hello oh you got that trademark hell yeah i got that trademark good luck good well, luck. people were using putting that on the front of their store i sent them cease and desist letters you all day <laughs> you said i'm ceasing to sis all day you know it's funny because people back in the day might have done that a little bit um they might have taken a taken a different approach with even that. me back in the day i would have taken a different route but you know i transformed in myself into a businessman so you gotta act accordingly we definitely see that we know that uh you know you've been i want to say a trailblazer in i don't want to say the the dispensary or the cannabis industry i want to say in doing it the right way like thank you taking financial hits your store is literally closed right now um and for for those that don't know what i'm talking about when i reference the store as as you would have just heard in the intro spencer is you know the founder the owner the operator of thc the healing center which i don't know we actually just had to change our name no way yes you're lying yeah because one of the new um rules with legalization you're not allowed to have anything to do with being medical and of course healing is a medical word so healing I'm healing t- is a medical word word I'm, yeah i'm just thc canada now but you know everyone you know i've been to the healing center for five years everyone's going to always know us as the healing center yeah i'm always going to rep the healing center but legally thc THC canada. thc canada just thc that's all right that's all right thc either way listen you know globe and mail called you guys the what they call you the apple store of dispensaries the apple store of dispensaries man that was 
That was one of my favorite quotes I ever heard. I mean, over the last four or five years, I've heard, you know, numerous, numerous lines about about my store. But Globe and Mail, the Apple Store of dispensaries, that was definitely one that made me feel real good because when I when I was designing the store and putting the store together, that was the vision. You know, I was trying to create a high higher end um, store, sort of like the Apple Store with totally. the, with the service of the Apple Store. So to get those kind of you know, accolades like that, it's, it's a blessing, man. There, It's definitely not just, you didn't just pull some kids off the street and be like, here, we're going to sell, you know, medical marijuana. That definitely, definitely wasn't the process. Tell me a little bit about how you, I mean, you guys are renowned for the level of service, for the branding, but more than that, the knowledge, uh, the product knowledge and, and just general service know-how. How did you find these guys to work in, in your, in your store? <sighs> Man, every single person that works for me, you know, I recruited them. They were either customers or they worked at other stores that when when uh, I was building my store, I would go to other stores and I would see these guys working. And, you know, if one of them really looked promising to me and had a lot of knowledge, had a lot of good service, I, I would kind of put the word out to them that, you know, I'm looking, I'm opening a store and started building with them and kind of put together the dream team of cannabis, man. <laughs> the like, dream team. Man, like, you know, our store, we had we had the best product. So people were coming for the product, but more than that too, like this level of service, like there wasn't there wasn't one question someone could come into my store and ask one of my employees and us and them not know. Mm-hmm. You know, like they were the most knowledgeable, hardworking like people. And that's that's kind of what set us apart. Like so many people just came into THC because they were having a rough day or whatever, a rough week, and they just wanted to come in and catch a vibe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pretty much all my employees would listen to what everyone had to say and make people's day day better and whatnot. So, I feel you, man. Like, and that's I've, I've been in there. I've seen the vibe. It's all smiles. Like, uh, for me, at least, there's, like, a stigma around it where it's like, oh, shit, I'm walking into a dispensary. I don't, I don't know. I, I just I have no reference point. Like, if I walk into a cafe, I know what I'm getting. If I walk for into... Sure. You know, uh, 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 a restaurant. I know what I'm getting. If I'm walking to a dispensary, I'm like, I, I have no, I have no idea. And like, even let me put you to the test right here. Actually, you know, like, let's say, let's say I'm a, an average office worker, thirty, you know, October, whatever. Weed is now legal, and I'm like, you know what? I want to try it. So I walk into THC, and I'm like, okay. So I mean, you got you know oils or edibles but then you i mean just from the flower standpoint i heard there's something called like an indica some called a sativa i mean for our listeners like break that down for us I, 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 what is the difference what is the difference between indica and sativa yeah indica aka indica couch it's a heavy <laughs> sedating knockout relaxing you know it's a really good one for end of the night or after a long day of work after working out you know very relaxing for me that's all I smoke is indica. Mm. Just because I get a little bit of anxiety sometimes just because I have so many things to do every day. Mm-hmm. So smoking indica just keeps me nice and relaxed. And then sativas, you're more euphoric, uplifting, energetic. Mm. You know, thoughtful. Thoughtful, thought-provoking, you know. Mm. Something you, you smoke before the gym or before work or whatever. Get you your know, mind Before going. you go out. You know what I mean? Go but out. I mean that... When you say when you say the THC was different in those regards, that was my motivation of getting in the industry. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was a customer before anything. 
right before i opened up my store i was a big time medical marijuana advocate mm -hmm. so i used to drive around to you know when i first opened there was only a handful of stores compared to how it was but i used to go to a new store every day and there was not one time i ever left a store like man these guys are doing it right mm. you know what i mean every time i left i was like damn place is dirtier man those employees weren't very helpful they didn't have good service or Mm -hmm. And that product wasn't too too good, you know what I mean? So, so sorry to cut you off, but what, what time what time frame are we talking here? When 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 was this? Because some dispensaries are stepped their game up in a major way now. Probably you know after looking at your store, when was this? This was like 2013, oh, 2014. Yeah. Damn, you know what I mean? That's six years ago, for sure. Damn, a lot happened in that time, man. Like when I first opened up my store, there was only like seven eight stores, you know. Right. And then uh, you know it blew up. And it was dangerous. There was a lot of risks involved, you know, right. a lot, of, a lot, a lot of risks. But I mean, that was always my main motivation to get in the game. I just wanted to stand out. I felt like no one, no one was really tapping into the potential of what a cannabis store really could be. Mm. You know what I mean? Like all of these stores were like, were perpetuating all these stigmas that people had around cannabis. You know, right, right, right. So I'm like, yo, I want to be that dude who came in and changed the game for cannabis, like. Who created a store that people felt good like man we have lawyers come in we got doctors businessmen like of course we got you know everyone we got hoopers like grandparents coming in i wanted to create a place that every single person could feel good about coming in totally you know what i mean mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. that was my goal and we were able to reach that goal we built a beautiful store and you know you the totally rest was did. history you totally did i'm just i'm looking at this video right now and i've been in the store and i'm I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in the process of, you know, doing a little interior design of my own spot. I'm, I'm looking at that wall. Is that, is that, is that fake? Is that, that, that can't be real. That's a living wall. It's alive. That's alive. That's alive. That's a living so wall. So there's like dirt or something on, yeah. underneath it. So there's, there's maintenance that goes involved with that. That's moss or what is that? That's moss. Damn. Yeah. That was no joke, man. That must've cost you something. Bro. <laughs> when we were first opening. <clears throat> We ended up using our last three bands on that living wall. And no way. Yeah. And I remember being, you know, being a little upset because I'm like, damn, we really used our last three bands for that wall. Like, damn, we couldn't really use that somewhere else. Like, yeah, we could have, you know, use that, you know, with some new equipment in the back or yeah. whatever. Or just but, to have some cash. Yeah. But I was upset at the time. But looking back, man, like that's what made one of the big things of our store, it's man. Beautiful no touch. regrets looking back. It's a beautiful, beautiful touch. And that's our slogan, you know, that's our, our, our members like live by that slogan. Totally. You know what I mean? It, it really showed me how powerful, how powerful a good slogan is to a company, to a brand. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's right. It's, it's right there with, you know, the name of the brand, you know what I mean? And, and I know the that, name yeah. to all, all you young businessmen out there about to open up a company, yo, don't rush your name. Take your time with your name. One of the reasons we had so much success is because our name was so dope. You know what 100%. I mean? And like, obviously, there's there were other aspects that came into play, but a good name could take you a long way. So what what other names were on the uh, docket? Like, was this a tough process for you to find this or what? Bro, it took me like a year to think of this name. A year? I used to, I used to walk around with a notebook every day and I'd be writing, I'd write down like 10, 15 names a day. And then I would read them at the end of the night. I'm like, nah, those were trash. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then 
when I got the name, when the name hit me, I called my bro. I'm like, yo, what do you think of this name? THC, the healing center. That's the one. Done. Let's go. Done. When you got a good name, you just know. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But a good name goes a long way. Take your time with the name because it's important. Take your time with the branding too. Like this, the way you have it set up in your store and just the overall aesthetic. And I, I know you work with the self-hired digital guys and all that. And Shout out self-hired, man. I, but like you have a feel, you have an aesthetic. How did you come up with that feel and aesthetic? Because for me or other young entrepreneurs, I might be like, okay, I want to open up a storefront. I want to open up uh, even if it's, you know, a Shopify store or if it's that, whatever it may be. I might have an idea or a customer that needs to be served, but I don't have necessarily a visual vision or visual deck or how do I put the pieces together? Like this is a brilliant brand. It looks like it was executed by a a consulting firm. You tossed a million to, you know what I mean? For sure. Right. When it was just me, when it was just us, like doing our thing, just a couple of young guys. But so I had a lot of inspiration, you know, one would be the Apple store. Right. right. Oh, really? Yeah. One okay. would be the Apple Store. Two would be my man Martini. Yeah. Shout, shout out, out Van to my City. guy Van City. Like, yes, sir. Man, without him directly telling me what to do, he gave me a million dollars worth of game. Yeah. I used to work for Martini for a couple of years, selling sneakers, selling at, hoodies. At Dip. At Dip. Yep. And man, I was see. I, I always paid attention to all like anyone who was doing things right, like from you know music moguls or whatever i'd all i'd always pay attention to them you that's know? the exact reason why you have people listen to you right now for sure and martini like he didn't have a, he, he was he's a busy guy so he didn't have enough time just to sit with me and be like yo spence do this do that but just from watching him and like i, I like to call soaking up game yeah i was able to soak up so much game and like you know he's the branding king so i pretty much saw what he was doing with the branding mm-hmm. and uh emulated that into the cannabis industry because when i first got into the industry there was a huge lack of branding like we were the first people ever to do branded bags you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like do all the branded photos like branded clothing branded everything you know no one was really doing branded stuff so that's that's one of the main things i brought into the game was branded everything and that's something i learned from the og martini so you know like apple store van city and like yeah you know Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. those are a couple amongst many it'd Mm -hmm. be hard to go through my mental rolodex right now but those were those were a few things and like pretty much it was just how to create a high-end welcoming cannabis experience for the consumer you know right and so with that we're like okay the jars have to be like this you know Mm -hmm. like the all white is gonna be really inviting, inviting and relaxing, you know. So and that was before Off White even came in. For sure, like everything <laughs> was so thought out, man. Like yeah, crazy. You know, like I was just I was just talking to my bro the other day. Like we're adding up how many hours I think I put into this company. It's probably like forty, fifty thousand hours, you know. So everything was calculated. You know, we just tried to build the most legendary store in, in the history of the city, and we it did is, that. Man. It is, and I tell you, like man it's just like you said welcoming and for me that like me personally i you know there was a stigma around it and i didn't even want to go to places like that that was our goal erasing the stigma right and we were able to do that man like like i said we had everyone coming like all different walks of life people who might have you know not wanted to go into a cannabis store before but now they're coming in two three times a week and they're in love with it just because 
they saw a different look and a different feel, you know? You're capturing the high end of the market too. Like if you can get doctors, lawyers, uh, advisors and, and, and things, you know, consultants and people of that nature coming in, those are probably, they're, they're probably their average uh, check is a little bit larger too. For sure. I lo- you know, it's nice taking care of those people, but you can't forget about everyone, you know? Mm. Man and like, of the people. We, we, uh, we tried to be the high end store, but still taking care of everyone. Even if you had four bucks on you and you haven't got a paycheck in two weeks, we're still going to sit there and work with you and figure out how to get you the best bang for your buck. Damn. It's not like we were, even though we were, we had the high end look, we weren't just focused on high end people. Yeah. You know, we always were taking care of the hood all the time. South fan, man. <sighs> I heard you're the mayor. Mayor South fan, <laughs> man. In two years mayor. now. Uh, two years <laughs> running. <laughs> I'm about to get a mayor's office on 49th. Though. Re- re-elect 2020. <laughs> <laughs> we're starting to hear. That's, that's too funny, man. Listen, I got to ask though, this is not consequence. This has got to. This has to be. Um, this has to be a result of of something. There's got to be X, Y, Z events. A, B, and C happen to in order for this to happen, man. Where? When did you get this? Con- just conceptually, this idea. How did this start? Where did your love for this start? Where did my love for entrepreneurship start? In general, man. I've been. I've been. Hu- I've been a hustler since I've been a kid, man. I've always been hustling, man. Like. You know, from selling sneakers and clothes in high school or whatever to mm-hmm. being in New York and you know yeah. doing my thing out there, I pretty much fell in love with I fell in love with cannabis when I moved to New York. I didn't I didn't smoke at all my whole life. Mm. I was so deep into basketball, like if I even knew you smoked weed, I I couldn't even hang out with you. Really? Until until what age? I started smoking when I was like nineteen when I moved to New York. If I. <laughs> If I was to 18, guess, if I 18. was to, if I was to guess, I'd say most cannabis owner or uh, dispensary owners probably started smoking a little bit younger than that. But that's crazy for sure. I mean, yeah, I started smoking out there and you know really falling in love with the hustling and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was just like, man, when I come home, I want to take this to a whole nother level. So you went originally out there for uh, for basketball, right? For hoop, right? Yeah, right. So uh, college, uh, JUCO, high school. What was this? I went to go play JUCO because. Um, my grades weren't, you know, looking back, if I could do things different, even though even though things worked out pretty cool for me, if I could go back, I would have hit the books a little harder, but I never I never paid attention in school. I, I just couldn't do the whole class thing. So mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. though I was a cool little player, I, I was nice, you know, because your grades are so bad, you're limited. But a lot of people, like, Juco is no joke. Juco and D1 are, like, the hardest things. If you're not playing D1... And you're nice. You go to JUCO, then you go to D1. So yep, yep. I played. With, I played with a few really dope players. Um, but more than just hooping, I learned so much out there. You know, I learned mm-hmm, so much mm-hmm. about life that I was able to come back home and implement into my game. And I say, I say this to people all the time: If I didn't move out to New York, there's no THC. Really though. Really, there's no THC if I didn't move out there. What if you didn't move to New York when you were what 18? 18, yeah. If you didn't, so how long were you out there for? Like two and a half years. So like 18 to 20, 21, 21 almost. Yeah. Damn. What a crazy time in life, number one. Yeah. That's shit. And where, where, where in New York? New York's a big place, man. Okay. So my school, I ended up going, I was out in Albany, but which is like two hours outside of the city. Mm-hmm. But um, I ended up failing out of school. Mm. So I ended up, me and my roommate, his name is Mike. 
His grandma ended up dying that year. She left him an apartment in the projects. Damn. Polo Grounds projects right across Rucker Park. So I ended up moving from Albany to Ruck, uh, to Polo Grounds. Post and I lived up. there yeah. for a year and a bit. Crazy. And that was like life changing. You know, like that's why I say because the things I was able to learn uh, learn there, like I learned way more out there not being in school than being in school. And all those things were priceless you know so just like just soaking up game as you say or like communication skills or like how do you hustling just, just hustling the mentality it's a hustling mentality because not too many people have it back home in vancouver you know what i mean it's different so like if you were just to grow up your whole life in vancouver you might not ever get that you might never get that hustling mentality you yeah, know yeah it's because it's so laid back out here and people are really content with just chilling out here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know i i I was really content with that before I moved out there. Then I moved out there and, Shit you know, changed. my eyes just lit up and it was a different way of life. And when I came home, I was able to implement all those things that I learned from just being out there into the, what I did. And mm-hmm. one thing led to another and I ended up opening up THC. Dude, learning that frequency or that pace, I don't mean to, I don't mean to get too, too like uh, woo-woo on you or whatever, but just like moving, people move at a certain pace out here, you know what I mean? For just sure. day-to-day or you know, any communication or, or whatever it is, like just jumping eight steps up and then working on that frequency, like maybe that's one of the things that maybe, maybe not kind of attracted you into the team itself higher, like these guys are moving at a, at a fucking pace. Bro, Kev was my favorite person to work with that I met. <laughs> It's because like I move at such a high pace and like every day I got to work with people who are accountable, mm-hmm. people who are hardworking like me mm-hmm. and, you know, people who are just going to be there all the time and like really bring it every day. And Kev's one of the few people I met that that bring that same level to the table as me. So totally, totally the whole team, man. But I'm just saying the like, whole team, you too, even man, you've been one of the dopest people I met this year and we're going to keep it moving and we're going to. We can't really talk about that too much. There's plans for the future, but we'll, we'll leave that for another day. Shit together. Yeah, we'll talk about that one in retrospect. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, the whole team, it just like attracts like, right? Iron sharpens iron, and all of a sudden, you you have a group of, I mean, now there's a group of like, how many people were just in the room? How many people are in the other room shooting right now? There's for a group sure. of like 10 people now. We're getting busy all the time. Man. Getting busy constantly, but I say, I say that to say that even just watching you from afar and the reason why we do do business and we can work on a certain level is that it's not people. And I don't mean to throw shade or throw disrespect or anything like that, but just people out here are not necessarily moving at a level that I need in order for things to get done. Because if you want to be an innovator, if you want to break down doors and disrupt industries, like you're going up against big pharma. Sure. You're going up against big pharma. Don't get me wrong. There are some days I wish I would love to just kick back and chill, but my overhead is crazy. (laughs) My overhead is crazy. And because of that, every day i'm not allowed any downtime yeah you know i got if people seen how many bills i had they would have a heart attack man man i uh i heard some horror stories actually from the team that um you you still gotta pay full full rent on your lease right now is that true that's very true man my goodness 10 bands a month 10 bands a month yeah because sorry ten thousand. Ten. let me just get that straight so, so, so one zero 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 ten thousand. Yeah, because, a month. Yeah, it's because I, I have two stores. Oh my god! So when uh, 
when I first when I first tried to get my store, yeah, there was such a bidding war for that store. There was a hundred other applicants, right? So, I mean, normally you could have you could have swooped out both those stores for five Gs, both of them, twenty five hundred yeah. a pop, right? Yeah. But because the bidding war was so high, they had a hundred applicants. Because to find a store in the green zone in Vancouver is impossible. What is the green zone? The green zone is. 300 meters away from a community center, 300 meters away from a school, 300 meters away from a daycare, 300 meters or 150 meters away from another dispensary. Actually, I might be 300. Okay. 300 meters away from a halfway house, anything. So that only leaves a small percentage of places in the whole city where you can open up a That's cannabis store. crazy. You know what I mean? So because of that, the store that I was applying for, they knew it was, everyone knew it was in the green zone, mm -hmm. right? So the applications, like when I went for my meeting with my landlords, there was a stack like this high, right? So they knew they had leverage and they knew they could any, whatever they said people were going to get because people just wanted the store so bad. Yeah. So they're like, boom, two stores. Yo, if you want this one store, you got to take both. They're, they weren't playing no games. And, Ridiculous. Yo, 10 bands, five bands each. So they you know? kept, they kept the, uh, when you walked in the, uh, app, the other applications were on the desk. That's hilarious. That's good. Um. That's good business right there, I guess. That's a way to push the price up. Bro, we actually, my those landlords were having a meeting. I got the I got the drop from their realtor that they were at a dim sum place eating. Nice. I had five landlords. They were there going over all the applications. Right. I walked up to them, sat down with them, gave them each a ban. No way. I swear to God. I'm like, yo, I want to talk to you guys. And they're like, wow, the first person to bring some money to the table. Like, sit down. They gave me a seat. Like, sit down. Let's talk. I was eating dim sum with them. Boom. Locked up the place. Told them I'm serious. Yeah. I'm like, let's get it. Yeah. The rest was history. And you've been serious. Yeah. Six-year lease. You know? Wow. No joke. So, no matter what, you know, like, there's no... There's, <clears throat> just because my store's closed, it's not like the bills stop. Yeah. You know what I mean? The bills are there no matter what. Yeah. So I'm kind of in a crazy situation right now, but I mean that's why that's why I always advise young entrepreneurs and young hustlers in the game always put bread away for a rainy day. Yeah, you know? or it's, a rainy month. It's cool to buy fancy clothes and go to the club all, all the time and buy jewelry and go on lavish vacations and stuff. That's cool cuz you're going to do it once you start making bread, right? Mm -hmm. It's just natural like when you go from not having Anything. Any bread, you, when you go from eating chunky soup every day for two years. Talk about it. And which I really did that. You can, I can call my bro. I eat chunky <laughs> soup every day for two years. Damn. When you go from that to, you know, making more money than you ever thought you would, you're, gonna, you're going to do that. But the challenge is to always put bread away for a rainy day. Yeah. Because you never know when that day's coming and that day hit. And yeah. I'm, in, I'm in it right now. But. Well, yeah, in it right now, man. I mean, I have a little bit of context on you. So, I mean, it was, this is not your first rainy day, brother. It's not your first time. So, we got to, yeah, sorry, we got to, I don't mean to cut you off there, but we got to run that back a little bit. So, you, you go to New York, you, you end up playing hoop. After a year, that doesn't work out. You come back home, and then what? Then I, I ended up working at Dipped, actually. Oh, no way. Yeah, I ended up working at Dip. Shout out, shout out Van City. Yeah, I ended up working at Dip. I hit up Martini. Um, he had me come through for an interview. I worked at Dip. Meanwhile, I'm, you know, getting my feet wet in the cannabis industry, doing my thing. Yeah. Um, and then it was time. I found the store. 
right? Mm-hmm. But when we when we found the store, it had just been burned down. Like the how the, does that how did what the what? dude who owned it before it was like a Filipino grocery store, and um, I guess he was doing some insurance type fraud shit. Oh no. Because he, he wasn't making no bread there. Right. So he, he had actually burned the store down. So when we got the store, it was it had just been burned down. Damn. So when I leased out my store, mm-hmm. I got a empty place. It was burned. Like, I can find pictures on my phone. It looks like ground zero in there. Brutal. You know? I'm going to actually show you pictures after. You won't believe, yeah. but you, you won't believe how it was I gotta when I got those. it. I got to see those. I got to see those for sure. So. Yo, so for sure, this is not my second time. We spent a year and a half paying rent, building the store, because you couldn't even apply for your business license until you had your occupancy permit. And to get your occupancy permit, you have to have, you have to, you know, get your building permit, your development permit, all those things. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't even apply for my business license for a medical marijuana dispensary. Right. Until we were finished building. And because there's so many hoops when you're building, it took us a year and a half, you know, like three different plumbing permits, three different electrical permits, sign permits, alarm permits, development permits, building permits. No way. And that whole time you're building, there's no guarantee that you're even going to get a license. Right. So that's why this time, like, I live by the quote now. Nip Hustle said it, and my boy Kev Hunt always reminds me every time he sees me. Never let a hard time humble us. Never let a hard time humble us. Double the f- up. The first time I went through it, bro, I I I really was going through it. Like I was just, I was stressed out. I lost so much weight. Damn. I wasn't talking to anyone. You know, mm-hmm. like I couldn't. Like it was a bad time. But you know, now that I've been through this before, I'm I'm just seeing it different. Like mm-hmm. stress will get you nowhere. You know, I'm gonna deal with this situation no matter what. It's gonna be here no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I just gotta, you know. Be positive and trust that everything is going to work out because, I mean, I've done it before and I'm positive I'm going to do it again. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I, I remember just, I mean, I met you like, I want to say six, eight months ago or something, the summer, essentially, I think last summer, something like that or whatever. We, y- y- your business was going extremely well. You had line, uh, we, as we just saw in that video there, you had lineups out the Door. You could pull a you could pull a clip up. Pull a, pull a pull a clip back up. Like you, there was you, you had a very solid member base, client base. There you go, right there. And shout out to all my members, man. Like we ain't THCs and shit without all my members. I had the best members in the world, man. They were so loyal. They showed so much love. But yeah, man, we had a very viable business. It was booming. Shout out to you wearing a Van City shirt right there, by the way, too. That's that was hilarious. a Van City THC collab. That's hilarious. Shout no out way. to Van City, man. They, Martini threw me so many alley-oops in the game, man. That's crazy. We were so, one of the first people to do... Like, that's a Van City THC. That's my famous strain, Dank Schrader. We did a hoodie. The Nug is in the shirt. There's me selling a hoodie. No they, way. They sold out in 24 hours. Crazy. You know what I mean? But Okay, okay. So, so, so for those guys that are just... For everyone that's just listening, doesn't have the video on here. So we're looking at a video right now that, uh, you know, the crew produced. Kev is going... You're handing, what are you handing out there? Samples or something? What is that? Yeah, so um, we did this thing and it kind of be- became iconic. Okay. Um, we did a thing every last weekend of the month. It was called the Huge Clearance, THC. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I we... See you. So what we did, we would get food for all the members, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, no way. all three days. Wow. And we would have a different supplier donate product for us. So wow. everyone came through. And not only that, we would, we would blow all our prices 50% off. Crazy. 
because we were getting so much product all the time and we were going to stay exclusive with all these people. You had to take the drops no matter what, right? Right, right, right. So a, a constant challenge was getting rid of old inventory and getting the Fresh new inventory, stuff in, right? Yeah. So we found a way how to take care of the people, give back to the community and also benefit us. Totally. So every last weekend of the month, free breakfast, lunch, dinner, free product for everyone. Wow. And the prices were 50% off. And man, it was it was an idea at one point and then it became a legendary thing. Like That's every, crazy. Like this is how the store was, you know, like lineups yeah. out the door. Yeah, man. And so, yeah, again, for those that are just listening, like this lineup in the actual store itself in the room next to the store and then out onto the sidewalk and down a block on the sidewalk. I mean, it's no, it's, it it's really no joke. Thing. My neighbors used to be tight because <laughs> there'd be a lineup going down their, down the street in front of their store. They're like, man, what's going on here? You know? <laughs> but yeah. that's, in, that's in part of the fact that we had the best members. So, you know, it, it sucks. Like imagine, imagine you're, you're LeBron James in his prime. You're dropping 40 points a game, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Yeah. And then you just, you get the word, yo, you just got to shut it down. <laughs> Imagine that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was in the prime of my, in my career, you know, I was pulling off better numbers than I ever had in my life. Yeah. You know, not, not just financially, but in terms of sales and yeah. in terms of, um, you know, how many customers were signing up and yeah. this, that, and the third, but you know, it, it's unfortunate, but fuck, I'm not gonna do. I, I don't want to dwell and make it seem like I'm I make it seem like I'm so hard done by. What was me? All that? Because yeah. I've been blessed this whole time, so I believe everything happens for a reason. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Maybe God or whoever wanted me to learn some new lessons, and you know, wanted me to regroup and you know, change things up for the next for the next run. You know what I mean? Because yeah, there are certain things that I feel like that I was kind of getting carried away with and whatnot that i need to tighten up so you gotta learn you gotta learn that's somehow. why i'm treating this whole pro process as a blessing you i gotta tell I mean? you man like like oh man like i was gonna say earlier is like you know i saw you and have known you through a period in your life where correct me if i'm wrong but things were great things were better than great man <laughs> every day man i lived my dream life i'm still living my dream yeah. life don't get me wrong but you know yeah Every day I'd wake up, go to my store, work. See lines out the door. Lines out the door. Yeah. You know, product flying off the shelf. Yeah, it's it, a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. But like, you know what, man? You're money. still there. You're For still. Sure. You're still. I'm looking. I'm looking at you mentally right now. And the, the the Spencer I saw before and the Spencer I see now, I'm not seeing a big difference. In Never terms let of, a hard time humble you know us, what I mean? man. You still got a smile I'm gonna on your face. I'm keep it moving and grooving no matter what, man. Right. You know what I mean? They're going to have to really do something to me to, to knock this smile off my Man, face. Man, they're going to have to take out an arm, a limb, a leg. I just want to keep putting out this positive energy because what you put out is what you get back. Yeah. And that's something I learned, you know? Just mm -hmm. growing up, I'm, I'm, a, I'm old now, so I've, been, I've learned, you know? Man, I got to say this, man. Like, you say... Imagine you're LeBron James and then Nike just calls you and like, oh, you got to shut it down. We need you. We for, need, for no reason. We need, you to, we need you to average one and a half a game rather than 40. And yeah, so I mean, metaphorically is an analogy that works. But what I'm saying is that in a, in a sense, an athlete's prime is five years. Maybe for LeBron, it's 10 or 15. He's a freak of nature, a different, different conversation. That's why I was comparing myself to LeBron. <laughs> but what, what I'm saying is that you're, as a businessman, your prime could be for sure. 30 years. For sure. There's no reason why your prime couldn't be 30 years. For sure. I mean. Uh, and that's why, yeah. I, that's what I do what I do. You know what I mean? Like, 
I could have easily ignored this city and the province's request and just stayed open, right? Mm-hmm. Just kept it moving like like business as usual. But one thing I always do, man, I'm always thinking long term. Totally. You know, a lot of cats, they, they're thinking about tomorrow and like, how am I going to get money tomorrow? How am I going to get money to go out, buy my girl this, mm-hmm. buy food tomorrow? I'm like, yo, fuck that. Mm-hmm. 10 years from now, 10, 15 years from now, whatever, I want my son to walk into thc and work at thc you know that's that's what i'm thinking of you know yeah i hear you but i i i have to admire the level of like just seeing you the space you're at mentally and just not like it's not even like it went anywhere it's not like it's the same thing like you're still living your life to the fullest you're still worried about your health you're still doing this that and the other you're still out here doing you got to be the mini doc like i mean there's so much stuff that's going on constantly in your life right and none of that has gone down but i want to there's there's a lesson in here that i want to actually hone in on when one door closes right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. many more open Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. And like it, I mean that's just me being a positive dude right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm just taking this time as a blessing, and just a, and a way to, you know, maybe this was a good time for me to open up a few more businesses because this taught me, right? This taught me closing down that I can't always rely just on one income. Right. You know what I mean? Like, God forbid, what if this happens again? Am I gonna go through this again? I don't want to ever go through this again. Fuck. So that's why. While I've been closed down, I've opened up a, f- a few new companies, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah. Working on a few new things. Got a lot of content we're waiting to put out until we get the license and whatnot. There's but. some stuff in the works for sure. D- diversification is, is absolutely key. They say uh, nine income streams to a billion, um, seven to a million. Um, I'm on my way. I'm trying to trying to get to those seven streams of income right seven now. Seven streams of income, baby. So that's, that's super key and, you know in in everything too like that's that's an interesting saying i'm just thinking out loud here right now they say seven income streams to a billion but like let's think about that in terms of happiness because we were just talking about you being level-headed and optimistic like and and one thing i want to clarify is money does not control my happiness that's exactly money does not control my happiness i could what controls my happiness i would say is Wake, being able to wake up and enjoy what I do. See, Spence, you're throwing me the alley-oop right now because that's exactly what I'm saying. There's like five, six, seven, ten things that I know make you happy. For sure. You know, if, you, if you're if you dependent on one thing. I just want to work thing, for myself. That's it. That's my thing. Right. I don't want to ever go back to working for someone. And I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care if I'm making less money mm-hmm. because obviously these businesses that I get into, none of them are going to be like THC. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I mean... Oh, they uh, might be, but, maybe, it, but it's, yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> it's another level. <laughs> it's going to be very, very, very hard to ever yeah, yeah, yeah. emulate what I was able to do at THC. But with that being said, money does not control my happiness. So, you know, even if I like we just opened up a car detail shop in the mobile service and I'm about to open up a restaurant soon. Okay, <laughs> spend, 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 spend. But none, some of those things might not make make as much money. Then all three of them might not make as much okay, money. Okay, maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. But, but hold up, like, come on now. You just you 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 just you're doing shit to us. You're just glossing over huge things real quick. Maybe we're gonna do this, do this, do this, do this. <laughs> open up a hedge fund, this, that, and the other. Whoa, <laughs> relax, man. Okay, no, hold on. It's a few minor things. Nothing Let, crazy like let's that. Just rewind the tape a little bit here. So what what business? businesses are you diversifying through today 
Well, um, we I opened up a car detail shop. Okay. In Richmond, but it's also a mobile service, and that's just because um, I had a I had a good friend, someone who I grew up with since I was a youngin, mm -hmm. and he was just like the nicest detailer. Nice. And when I was closed, he was detailing my car. I'm like, yo, what's what's stopping you from doing this yourself? And he just told me a little bit of an investment. So, boom. Did that, Made a put habit. my branding touch or whatever on it, yeah. and did that. And I mean, I wouldn't just go into business with anyone, but he's the truth. He's like the Kobe Bryant in the detail game. Hello, like, shit. He's on another level. And then, so, I mean, for me, I just like to be busy all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I love working. Mm -hmm. I love to work. I love putting in long days, coming home tired, smoking a big joint after working 15 hours, can't yeah. move. That kind of shit I love doing. I love to hustle. I love a game. Yeah. I love to hustle. Talk that talk, baby. Talk that talk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Talk that talk. So that's just me finding things like any businesses, any business I do, you'll notice I, I have a passion for. And like that's something to, uh, like I'm going to keep dropping gems for young yeah, entrepreneurs man, and business people try to find something you have passion for because yeah. it makes work way easier mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like work if you can do something when it doesn't seem like working you're blessed because i before that i you know like coming back from new york working at dip i, I worked a bunch of different odd jobs and whatnot like labor jobs right and like fuck it just showed me man life is too short to wake up every morning and just hate what you do you know what i mean so like these things, like a car detail place, I love to have my whip f looking clean. clean all the time. Yeah. So I went and did a detail shop. And then my last thing, we're about, I don't want to drop the name yet. Yeah. But we're in the process of opening up a restaurant. Been working on this Ooh. menu and branding for, I don't want to say the name because I don't want That's anyone right. to snake it. That's all right. That's all right. I know, you, pretty, I know you take a lot of pride in it. It's pretty much going to be like a 24 hour fast food, healthy fast food restaurant. Ooh. And with with like three different delivery services, our own Ooh. delivery and then DoorDash and yeah, yeah, yeah. going to be yeah, a twenty four yeah. hour keep the details, keep the details, healthy fast food restaurant. Mm. And it's, and like and the reason I want to do that is because I'm on the go all day, right? Like as a life as an entrepreneur hustler, like you're just always constantly doing different things, errands. You know what it's like. You oh, work hundred percent, bro. Every time I talk to you, you're working and I'm then in you're coming something. home and then you're working. Yeah. So you know, but one of the biggest things that that I don't want to. I don't like to use the word stress because then it makes me, you know, makes you stressed. Yeah. One of the things that bothers me the most every day is trying to figure out where I'm in it because I'm I'm trying to eat healthy all the time. Man, right? me too. So it it bugs me like, yo, where am I gonna get this next meal? Like, yo, I'm gonna call call Shorty up or I'm gonna call whoever my Dukes up or yeah. my bro's a really good chef. Yeah. My other bro's a really good chef. Yo, bro, can you make uh, can you make something? Can you make something? Or yeah. like. Yo, I'm gonna go eat here. Go. I don't. I, I just don't want to worry about that anymore. Yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. be able to pull up at my spot every day and just know that it's good, you know? healthy. So all these three things are things that I have, and like, and health right now is like my biggest passion. Totally. You well, know? man, it's your life for sure. Your life. How old are you, Spence? I'm. I'm about to turn 29. Damn. Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> happy fine. birthday brother thank you brother. i appreciate you taking the time when this podcast is out you will be uh you know uh just a couple of just maybe a week or something past your birthday but regardless man i know that uh you're gonna spend some time with friends and family and do it proper but you know enjoy celebrate life man i, I had 
on episode number 19, we had a gentleman by the name of Mark Milburn come on. And, and Mark is the, uh, a founder, CEO of a digital agency called uh, Peeled Media. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I don't know if I can tell say their clients, but A-list clients. Let's just say A-list clients. And uh, his, one of his biggest pieces of advice to me, because we got on the, the topic of birthdays. And for me, I was like, I don't celebrate birthdays. Uh, my my personal birthday. I'll celebrate your birthday, but or whoever's birthday. But for me personally, I'm like every year on my birthday or New Year's. Like I have very maybe unrealistic and high expectations of myself, and so I'm just like, man, I don't want to take that time off or celebrate prematurely. You got to, man. You know, because in life, man, in today's day and age, you're blessed to see another year. You know what I mean? I, I started off the year, I'm not going to get into too much detail, but I started off the year getting in one of the worst accidents I've ever been in my life, mm -hmm. you know, and I could have died. So I'm going to, I'm going to really enjoy this birthday. You never know if you're going to make it to the next that's one. That's a crazy, you got to tell that story to someone in person, but you yeah. know, that's, that's a crazy story too. And talk about just like, what a realization for you, man. So I'm going to be on my birthday. I'm going to be in Staples Center watching LeBron come back after yeah. a month not playing, playing the um, Clippers because it's my favorite place to be in the world. So I'm going to be there. I'm going to enjoy down, my birthday. Bro. They got to reclaim the town. Then I'm going to fucking get back to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like no matter how hard you're working, you always got to take little times off to enjoy these moments or else you just look back and you're like, man, I wish I took, enjoyed these times. You know what I mean? Man, that's, that's something I got to so easy to get on. caught up in the hustle. Like, that was me for four or five years. Like, my own nephew who's five years old, my si my sister was telling him that I was going to come to his birthday party. And he was like, no, he's not. He works a million hours a week. And that's, he's only five years old. You know, like, I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. And that's one of my goals this year. Like, like the health goals. But another one is to like, make time. Like, don't always just work, 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 you know, like make time for other things. And it's hard. It's a challenge. You know, you're, you're still young. So you're, yeah. You're, you're just hustling 24-7 and not doing anything else. But looking, you know, I just I just want to make more time for shit. I, f I feel you, man. I look up to... It's a to, challenge, yeah, man. I don't, it's such a battle. For sure. I, I don't... It's such a battle, man. I look up to guys like yourself because you have the same mentality. You know, the same mentality where it's like, no, this is what makes me happy. This is for what sure. I love. I and love that. And that's a blessing, right? Right. To be, to be able to love work and love what you do, Hell yeah. I would say that's the biggest blessing in life, man. Yeah, for because real. Because think about how many hours you spend at work. If you can if you can consider work something you love to do and fun, like, yo, for the last five years, I don't even consider one of those days work. <laughs> Crazy. No joke. For five years, I wouldn't consider one of those days work. Mm -hmm. I, I woke up every day, and the most exciting part of my day was going to my store to work it was like a dream every day and like if you're able to do that for yourself that's the biggest blessing man i i like i i hear you i definitely have a uh, a problem with that for me man i'll open up and be vulnerable and be honest and just say that like for me you know there's a sense of urgency because i mean you're aware you know where we're at economically and whatnot where I'm like, man, things are really good right now. Things are booming, but they might not be in two years. So I for need sure. to move at a rate that's just exceptional for, for the sure. next 18 months. And then if things slow down and, you know, uh, capital tightens up and things like that, then maybe we can take a little rest there. But in the meantime, I don't give a fuck. 
You know what I mean? And so, you know, my, you know, my girlfriend, Tracy and, and, uh, my mom, when I shout call her, Tracy. shout out Tracy, she's <laughs> the best. Um, she, they're both just like, like sometimes they just sit me down and like, you know, metaphorically slap the shit out of me and be like, dude, what, what, you, hey. They might have slapped the shit out hey, of me. Maybe once or twice, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> hey, relax. You know, For like, sure. like, what are you doing? Like, how fast is your heart being right? Like, like, what are you doing? Bro, let me just give you some game as a, as a older guy who's been through it all. Listen to them, man. I yeah. didn't listen to anyone I'm, when I was coming up. I didn't listen to anyone. You couldn't tell me shit mm-hmm. when I was coming up. I thought I had all the answers. I thought I knew everything. You know what I mean? But yeah. if I if I could talk to the younger me, it'd be like, yo, listen to those people, you know? They're looking out for your best interests. And sometimes you sometimes you need to sometimes you're doing yourself a bigger disservice by working so many hours and not taking that time. Because then you're because then you might not be the best. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. You might not be on your A game. That's a good point. So it's as much as we wanted to say hustle twenty four seven, sleep when you're dead, like, you know. Yeah, sleep take, is important. Take a little bit of time off because I know you don't be. Yeah. I, I, you know what I mean? So I feel it. And the other thing too is like... And don't feel bad for doing it. That's another thing. Because I used to feel bad. If I had a day off, I would feel so bad. That's another thing. I'm like, man, I'm like, man what, am, what am I doing? Like, am I on the right path? Or like, am I sure. getting lazy? Am I slipping? This, that, and the other. Like, For me, it's like... Like again, I open up and be vulnerable, man. And so like almost like a sense of anxiety. They're like I'm just like, and I'm not one of those guys. Oh, I have anxiety, this, that, and the other. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like just in my mind. If I sit down, the mind keeps going, and just at the process of being like, hey, and that's why I smoke heavy <laughs> indica, bro. My yes, mind is racing twenty four seven. Like, yeah, yo, I gotta do, I gotta do this for you. I gotta call the lawyer. I gotta call the accountant. Yeah. Like, oh, I gotta deal with the city. I gotta go to city hall and do this. I gotta. Get this, call up the designer, get this branded. Like, that's why I smoke heavy. I need to stay relaxed all the time. I got man. too much shit on the go all the time. Man. I feel you. But man, like, even on that. Okay, so 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 many things going through my mind right now. And I, I, so on that tip, it's like, even on that stuff, we talk about both the healthy eating. And you're like, I, I don't want to worry about um, where my next meal is coming from and all this stuff. Because you want to eat healthy. You know, you are what you eat and your energy levels, everything. You're, you're well aware of this, you know, human optimization through nutrition, all that stuff. F- for that, Health like, is wealth. Health man. is wealth, 100%. You, and your mind needs to operate at a high level, especially someone like yourself. But it's like, I... I refuse to go out and buy food. I will only make my food because I'm like, I'm not going to spend the, the $7 premium on that. I'll make it myself. And it's the same shit with That's weed. Smart. It's the same shit with every, literally everything. I won't buy anything because I'm like, listen, every $20 put purchase is a $20 setback. Every $20 here doesn't go into my investment account which then d- loses all the compound wow, interest. Wow, you got it all figured out for a young brother, man. No, bro, I like <laughs> for real. Listen, Listen, if you take, here's some game. If you take $20 now and you put, con- listen, Google this. There's you know what's so there's, funny, man? You yo. sound like me yesterday at the Tesla headquarters. <laughs> you know what I was doing at oh, Tesla? Yeah? Yo, okay. okay. I, I was I was breaking numbers down at Tesla. I'm like, okay, boom. I spent $150 on gas a week. I said 200 Yeah. just because to be generous, yeah, right? Yeah, sure, sure. $200. I'm, I was trying to justify buying this car, right? Right. Say you spend two hundred dollars. This Tesla. Yeah. Right. I don't want to say exactly how much the number is. Sure, sure, sure. I don't, I don't sure. want to flex. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, but I'm, I'm seriously considering buying this car, right? Yeah. Um. 
If you spend two hundred dollars on gas a week, which good does seem like a lot, right? Mm, yeah. But I I drive I live in downtown and I drive to Richmond almost every day. Yeah. Um. So, say you spend two hundred dollars on gas a week, times that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Times that by four four weeks. Yeah. And then times that by twelve by, by twelve. Yeah. Okay. So I'm saying I'm gonna have that Tesla for ten years. That's my goal. I wanna have this Tesla for ten years. If you just run those numbers real quick, ten yeah. years, yeah, that's a hundred thousand dollars in gas. Ridiculous. That's the Tesla right there. That's ridiculous. First off, <laughs> it's ridiculous we even spend that much money on that shit. On what? On gas. God damn. Gas, you know, ever since I've been closed down, like I was a little bit I was a little bit reckless like I don't want to say reckless, but I wouldn't really I wouldn't really be looking at all the bills so heavy just because like a nice amount of money was coming in. I get it. So I would just pay the bills, just pay, 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 right? Mm -hmm. But now since I've been closed down, I'm looking at every bill hard. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and this gas bill, I'm like, what the fuck is, (laughs) why are you spending so much money on gas? If there's a car out there where you don't have to get that shit, (laughs) what are we doing? Money on gas. I want that car. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I was crunching those numbers. I'm like, bro, this is a, this is a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No man, I get it. I get it. I was sold when uh, when Tony, you came by the podcast. You were here, and, and I'll be honest. Up, Tony's the only reason I <laughs> he's a he's a dude who advised me to buy a house two years ago. Yeah, and yeah. I, I went th- through with that. Yeah, because he helped me. Like at that time, I was I was living reckless. You know, I I just want to buy clothes and go out. But he he uh, really pushed me into buying a place or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's also got a Tesla, and I'm like, yo, if he's got a Tesla, it's I think so beautiful. I think that's that's got to be the right decision, man. I but I'm sure it. you looked into it too. 100, percent I looked into it. I might, I'm, I'm actually. I tell you what, I don't even want to see. This is how my mind works. I don't want to even even taste the candy right now. I don't even want to taste it. So I'm, I, I ran the numbers as well. Also, the depreciation numbers on a Tesla versus like a BMW versus like um even like a Honda or even. Bro, I've had a BMW for the last five years, man. Fuck BMW, man. <laughs> Fuck sorry bmw, BMW. Man. Um, i ain't never buying another bmw man it's gonna be tesla uh, or nothing. runs on gas man it's just inferior i'm sorry but so if you run the numbers it just makes complete sense they depreciate at a lesser rate too um you think and, i could have fun. my tesla for 10 years 100 percent, 100 percent. if you run even depreciation numbers over five years right like it still heavily outweighs it over 10 years it's not even close because teslas have higher resale value for sure they're made with they're made with uh better sorry first off they don't See, have, i don't know shit about cars they don't have, well i don't know I'm, just talking, I'm just thinking about the gas no for real i don't know shit about cars either i just ran the depreciation number so when you and i watched uh watched and read a bunch of articles and videos and stuff so basically i'm just regurgitating shit right here that other smart people have told me but when you have combustion engines and the different oils and fluids and stuff like that you ascend like the the engine and the body just essentially deteriorates at a quicker rate versus like actually having you know lithium batteries and stuff like that that the only real thing that's met that can deteriorate is uh like the, the cooling systems and stuff like that i don't know if they fact. got an eight-year warranty on the battery exactly four-year warranty on the car seeming exactly. like a no-brainer right it's now. a total no-brainer but if you run those numbers it's just ridiculous it's just ridiculous so are you saying to go ahead oh i, I spent we already had this discussion <laughs> off camera man i'm, I'm telling you 100 but right. i don't listen so I, I i'm not even gonna walk in the dealership don't worry bro for a, a minute <laughs> you're gonna have one you just keep doing what you're doing man you're gonna be you're gonna have two of them things in no we, time. We man. gotta stack up. I made a. I went out. Uh, shout out. Um, shout out. There's a gentleman by the name of uh, Greg 
God, what's his last name? Sorry, Greg. Uh, CEO of Passion Sports out of Victoria. He, in 2016, December 2016, he put a, put a photo up on Instagram of an all-white Tesla. And he was like, one year, time me. And I was like, oh, that's so gangster. And and last year, or sorry, that was 2017. Sorry, Greg, if I'm fucking up these numbers, my I apologize. But he was like, and then at the end of this year, he was like, oh, one month early, but got it. And I was like, oh. Bro. Right, that right there is the power of speaking things into existence. Beautiful. And I'm a big believer in that, man. Beautiful. You got to. Mm-hmm. You know, it might seem like you're talking shit, but yo, you got to put those things out in the universe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that, and that's something I've done since day one. Like, I was just a young knucklehead seven <laughs> years ago, telling every single person, "Yo, just wait, just wait, dog. I'm gonna have the best store in the country. Yeah. I'm gonna be the Don and Dank one day. I'm gonna be the king." <laughs> just wait yeah like man you're bugging man but i'm like i was just speaking all these things into existence hell yeah you know what i mean and you got to be like that you got to keep putting things out in the universe you know what i mean you got to man the the universe works in weird ways shout out to greg for getting that tesla man hell yeah shout out to greg man. i literally (laughs) i literally saw greg on on the gram he's up in whistler right now and drove his tesla up there that fucking guy ridiculous man i'm happy i'm super happy for you man he's uh he's a uh, actually an old baller old sfu alum uh entrepreneur and uh he does a lot of stuff for kids out there so shout out to you greg greg if you come by vancouver make sure you stop by the studio mm-hmm. um we'll, we'll we'll chop that up and send it to him um but dude we we glanced over two things i want to run back to because they're questions that i have personally for you and questions that i need answered as a young person and i hate that you refer to yourself like an old person because brother you're not <laughs> but bro <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be 80 years old in your business prime right so just <laughs> relax <laughs> no for sure um you say take time off this that and the other i had and i understand that and i try to implement that the thing that i have a really hard time with is you know so i do a lot of stuff in you know in athletics i do a lot of stuff in in finance and i do a lot of stuff in with self-hired and digital and that role's grown a lot all the roles have grown a lot over the over just this in the last 12 months i struggle with i can't keep up friendships the only way I keep up friendships is if I'm working in a business capacity with you. Bro, that's just some of the sacrifices you have to make sometimes mm-hmm. to really elevate yourself and to really put yourself into position to win. You know what I mean? And like you're a product of you're a product of who you hang out with. Mm-hmm. If you hang out if you hang out with nine people who are getting it, you're gonna be the tenth person who are getting yeah. it. You know what I mean? So I, f- I feel you. My circle wasn't right. I had to audit my circle and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. Those are tough decisions you have to make, but if people, you know, if you really want to get there, those are those hard decisions that you have to make sometimes. Yeah, and it tough. sucks, yeah. but that's just reality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Choose wisely, I guess. Real friends who who's your real friend and who really fucks with you, they won't even be mad. The people Facts. who don't really fuck with you, they're going to be the type of people who are salty. You know what I mean? For real, the people man. who really fuck with you, they don't care if you haven't they haven't heard from you from, from a year because when you see them, it's all love. You know what I mean, dude? That's crazy. You even said that. So I got, I'm sure listeners can relate to this, but I got a I got a friend that right now that I literally hit up the other day, and I'm like, yo, my apologies. Like we haven't talked since September or or the summer. Like how how like how are you? I don't and I'm like, yo, I don't want I don't want you to feel like you know whatever some type of way and they're like nah don't even worry about it we'll we'll catch up when you're we're in the same same city or whatever it is and i'm like oh man like bless word that's like so amazing but then and and i appreciate that so much like you know 
Scott, Jade, Jacob, all the guys back on the island. Like, you know, I come from a place where I, I never, I go there once a year now. And there's certain people that hold me down, you know, back there that we're all in different places, but there's still a level of respect. But then on the other end of the spectrum, I had a friend that come by and I was just like, hey, you know what, let's, let's go get coffee or let's, uh, let's go do that. Let's go shopping or whatever. And it was like, that person said, Josh, I don't want to invest time and energy into you because you haven't reciprocated that over the past years, past year, you know, versus we were at a tight of a very close friendship. And now, you know, you just haven't hit me up and, and I don't feel, and I'm like, that hit me here, man. Like, honestly, don't fuck. even, don't even feel bad about it, man. Because like I said, those are some of the sacrifices you have to make Damn. when you, when you get into it. You know what I mean? Cold. You're working yeah, six, seven I days a week, you. 15 hours a day. When is when is there time? Man, if I have time, like I'm giving it to my girlfriend or I'm giving it to my family. Straight up, man. You know, and other than that, it's got to be business relationships, you know? And fuck, it's, it's you know, man, I, I, that's maybe my biggest struggle right now. You know, and, and just... Like know. I said, man, the people who are really down with you and who really rock with you, you call them after a year of not talking, it's all love no matter what. For real. So that's actually a good way to test who's really in your corner. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean because my realest friends i haven't if i don't talk to them for if i call them after a year it's all love it's like bro what are you doing come through let's watch a game for real not a day's gone thing. by i'm so happy for you you know hell what i mean yeah. hell and yeah so that's my advice to you you know as since i'm older than you i've I been through it all that. you know what i mean i appreciate that yo okay damn y'all got me feeling a type of way <laughs> <laughs> um hit me hit me uh at home but before we got into that conversation, we were talking about um, health foods and, and potentially opening up a, a new restaurant business, uh, healthy fast food, this, that, and the other. You, what sparked this, uh, I don't want to call it a resurgence of health because you were once an athlete and now you turn businessman and now you're going back towards the health a little bit. What, how, what, how? Okay, pretty much without touching on too much. When I was, uh, when I first opened THC, mm-hmm. I was working like 16 hours a day, sometimes 18 hours a day, yeah. which was regular, right? Yeah. And, you know, when you put so much importance and some on money and making money, like you just forget about health and all those things, right? Yeah. Like when you're first opening up a business, starting a company, you're working so much, it's easy to put your health on the back burner, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I was dealing with so much stress, eating so bad, like... When you're working all those hours, you just, at the end of the day, you just call whatever is. What happened? Oh, <laughs> at the end of the day, you just you just find whatever food's available, right? Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> because of the way I was living, I ended up getting diagnosed with a little disease. Oh no. I'm not gonna. I don't want to touch on it just because it's personal. Okay. But um, I ended up getting diagnosed with a disease in like 2016. Oh no. And I'm. I swear to God, I'm actually happy I did. As crazy as it sounds. I'm actually happy I did because it opened up my eyes like crazy. Really? You know what I mean? Like, really? It just opened up my eyes to like how important taking care of your body and eating healthy is. Do you know that your stomach and your brain is connected? Talk about it. Did you know that though? Do you know a lot of like if you're eating shitty foods, your brain is not going to be thinking properly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these diseases that we have nowadays, they weren't even around hundreds of years ago. It's all from the foods that we decide to eat mm-hmm. and the skin the skin products that we put on. 
Totally. You know what I mean? So there's chemicals and a lot of stuff. So just like, just from working so much, getting diagnosed with that, and it just opened my eyes up. And uh, you know, God bless my brother Akeem, who uh, he really dove deep in that. And just from him being around him, soaking up game, I just got inspired, man. Like to me, it's like, man, what's the point of having all this money if you don't got your health? You know what I mean? I don't want to be that dude who's got a hell of money but looks like shit yeah. and, you know, is having all these health problems. It's not even worth it. What's the point? There's no amount of money in this world that's worth that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I started putting more emphasis on health and, you know, and it's a huge passion of mine. I just feel like, I just feel like t too many people are like, they don't have any good food around them and stuff. And like, it's mm -hmm. crazy what eating good food can do for you changes your life changes your life it changes the way you think changes the way you feel yeah everything you know so i'm very passionate about it and i'm really excited to one eventually open up this restaurant because i think it's gonna not only be a viable business but i think it's gonna be a huge um it's gonna be a really good thing for the community man mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. what i mean and i'm all one thing that i always like to do i always like to do something that can positively affect people you know so what that's I mean? another thing. that's why yeah. i that's why i always loved doing the dispensary mm -hmm. you know where like other people back in the day they might have sold this or sold that i i could never do it because i couldn't live with the fact of what i'm doing to people and their health and this i always felt good about selling cannabis mm -hmm. because i legitimately felt like i was helping people healing i was healing people right you know what i mean mm -hmm. so I just, health and the food, it's just a big passion of and mine. I, I know that, uh, you and that, yeah. And that's, an, and that, and that's another um, advice that I have to young hustlers and entrepreneurs. Don't get so caught up with the day-to-day -day working so much that you put your own health and your own body on the back burner. You know, as challenging as it is, you know, go find a way to go to the gym. Yeah. Find a way to get a workout in. Yeah. Find a way the night before to make a nice healthy meal, make a smoothie in the morning. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Don't be that guy like me who was working 15, 16 hours a day, mm -hmm. eating Domino's or calling whatever, whatever, it, whatever it was. You know, a big thing of mine was fried chicken. Yeah. <laughs> like, Fuck, I love fried chicken. I, lo bro. <laughs> I used to work till like 12, 1, 2 in the morning and yeah. go eat that. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. And like, I'm glad, looking back, I'm glad that that health thing happened because it opened my eyes up mm -hmm. and if that didn't happen then it would have happened to me at 60 and it would have been too late or you couldn't bounce back you yeah. know i'm still a, i'm still a young dude and i'm i'm by the grace of god i was able to yeah. you know put that thing behind me and keep it moving just keep eating right and mm -hmm. taking care of myself I, yo man for sure I, that's paramount it's absolutely paramount people always talk about like hey man i want to uh do Adderall or I want to you know optim I want to use all my brain or I want this that and the other <clears throat> it, it, it actually makes me sad seeing all these kids who look like me like you know my people young younger like sipping lean and crazy doing shit. perks and doing this that and the third and he's like it's so sad man like we there's there's too much like promotion of negative culture and that like we need that's to a, that's the problem I got with hip-hop right now I want to I want to promote you know real shit that's like yeah I mean, investing and saving living right taking care of your body mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah giving man. back to the community shit like that but dude listen if you I, a lot of people don't understand this that human optimization has been a point of mine that 
you know, uh, over the last 12 months, I've really, really emphasized because, you know, I'm 22. Uh, so for me, I want to be a 20. I want to be your age. I want to be 26. I want to be 32 and just be a monster. So I'm trying to master as much as I can right now. So when I am in my physical prime, it's it's ridiculous physically and mentally. There's no reason why you shouldn't be absolutely just killing it because I don't want to ever waste my prime physically. I know mentally I can have a long prime, but physically I want to kill. So people are always like, yeah. I know I'm trying to get this Adderall so I can do this, that, and the other, or be creative, or do this. And Fuck I'm like, the shortcuts, man. Well, yeah, but what you don't understand is that listen, if you have proper nutrition, proper hydration, uh, mobility, flexibility, agility, strength, and uh, again, again, like nutrition, I'm gonna say that twice. Nutrition, and, like, uh, like so many of these ailments, med- people meditation. have is just because they're not stretching enough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, and mm-hmm. like. So many people think they need coffee, and like I don't want to sit here and say like I'm I'm some huge health guy, yeah. like like I'm a health guru because I'm not. Yeah. But I'm I'm ju- I'm just learning the basics, and like I'm just seeing yeah. I'm just seeing what it does for my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I feel amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm my head feels good. I'm thinking clearly. Like, I feel better than ever. Like I feel like I'm 19 or something. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? And Hell yeah. That's just because I've started putting health over money and mm-hmm. that's something i'm going to keep continuing to Dude, do e- e- people don't do it stay hydrated stay hydrated so many yeah. people think they need coffee every day you know that's you a know what's big crazy one. that's a big so many one. people feel like they need coffee every day it's just because you're not drinking enough enough water that's a huge you need to be drinking one. more water you know what i mean huge i monumental. forgot the percentage but it's like something like 20 to 25 percent of people are living dehydrated every yep. day like not Obviously not the people in like third world countries, but I'm talking about North America. Yep. People with access to water. It's just because no they're one... like, I'm thirsty. I'm gonna drink a soda. Oh my god! <laughs> Don't even get me started on sodas, man. <laughs> Literally sodas, cancer. Sodas should be banned from the world. I, man. Yo, Spence, I legitimately think they will be at some point. Bro, sodas should be banned. Like, that's just poison, and like, like our parents. They didn't have access to all this information like know. we do. So they didn't know. You know, it was regular for my mom to feed me a pizza pop, soda, this that. You know, mm-hmm. like whatever, pop tart for breakfast. Then Matt, then throw on a pizza pop for lunch, <laughs> and then for chicken fingers for Nachos, dinner. Nachos. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. But now that we we live in the information age, like let's do, do better, everybody. Let's put our let's be better. Health, Don't you know? be ignorant, man. Like people people still smoke cigarettes in 2019. Yo. I'll show you this thing that I did. Okay. I'm so anti-cigarettes, man. It's crazy, me too. I actually had a promotion at THC. It was called Cannabis for Cancer Sticks. And what we did at THC, if you brought me your pack of smokes, I'd give you $10 store credit at THC. Yeah. I probably got like 10,000 packs of smokes off the street. <laughs> and sure, probably some, there were, there were like, I'm not, I'm not stupid. I know there were some youngsters, not youngsters, but I know there were some kids, like 19, <laughs> 20 years old. Yeah. What they were doing, they were going, they were buying cheap smokes from the Indian reservation or some <laughs> shit, like $4 packs. And they were coming to THC. Doubling so, up. Hey, however I can get those packs of smokes off the street, I'll take them, man. I'm, I'm so against smoking cigarettes. So my mom, I grew up, in a house my mom was smoking yeah and i'm not not trying to say like put her down or anything but she just i just grew up in that and like i hate smoking and it's just like here my mother as well let me see that oh no way you're not even oh straight 
Bro, cannabis for these, cancer sticks. I had these signs up everywhere, man, in the hood. Hold up. Let me read this out. Cannabis for cancer sticks. To help prevent cigarette smoking and cancer, THC will trade you $10 of store credit in exchange for your pack of cancer sticks I used to put in bracket signs cigarettes. Up everywhere in the hood, man. Hell yeah. I was trying to get as many cigarettes off the streets as possible. Shout out to you. You know what I mean? Shout out to you. That's amazing, man. I, I grew up in a similar environment, man. My, I was losing yeah. money on that. I didn't even care. Yeah. As long as I could affect... The community in a positive way, I was all for it. That's beautiful, man. You that's I mean? that's super beautiful. It's, <laughs> it's, but it's crazy to me that in 2019, people still, I don't know, man. I, I, it's Everyone's smoking jewels now, but they don't realize jewels are just as bad. <laughs> Ten <laughs> years from now, people are going to have all these diseases in their mouth and yeah. shit like that. And they, we're gonna, they're going to be like, man, I wish I never smoked those jewels. But it's, it's, a, tough, it's just man. that we're the test subjects. You know what it's I mean? Tough. Yep. And the information's not out there yet because it will be 10 years from now. Yep. But we're we're the test subjects right now for all this shit. Yeah, man. You know people, I mean? dude. Just to to go back to that optimization thing, like people say, I want to feel amazing, and that's why they smoke a cigarette or they have a drink or they have an energy drink, which is fucking terrible as well, right? Or they have coffee. People don't understand if you really take the time, like really, really take the time to educate yourself on, you know, whether that's nutrition, health and wellness, strength, condition, all that stuff, meditation, mental clarity, these things, right? Like um, you can get sleep, another one. You can get to a state where it feels like you're fucking optimized 24-7 and that is crazy. Sure that's addicting. Can. Like I've just... You just got to be disciplined and tap into that. Discipline is freedom, right, Jacko? Uh, willing. Uh, he. So it was like I... I went through a six month stage probably from like this time last year to the summer last year where I was just like research, 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 trying different things, trying different things. I'm just now at a point where I'm like, I'm so passionate about eating right and drinking uh, water and sleeping sufficiently because if I do, I get a solid 12 hours. Bro. Right? You are so blessed because you're still young. I used to, when I was working in the, in uh, the heart of my THC days, when I was like 25, I used to think three hours of sleep was adequate. Hell no, you can't, you can't, you can't. Oh my God. I used to think three hours of sleep was adequate. Like I would work till one, two in the morning, come home, smoke till four or five, Crazy. wake up at eight, nine, open the store. And like, I would be like, yo, that's a good, I'm hustling, bro. Like yeah. sleep when you're dead, you know, but. No, man, it doesn't work like that. Sleep, lack of sleep might make you dead. Straight up, man. See, man, I'm just I'm just gaining this knowledge in, mm -hmm. in the last year or so. You know, I wish I had this knowledge back in the day, but I didn't. Yo, man, yeah, podcast gave me a lot of it. Podcasts, books, various you know people in the industry and stuff like that. If you listen, I was working for a creative agency that was working my ass off, and I'm all for paying dues and all this stuff. But I would work so much that. I was the same like you. I was like, oh, I don't need sleep. I'll sleep when I die. So I got on this thing called the Dymaxin sleep schedule, which is like, in order to have minimal cognitive function, you need uh, two, or sorry, one rather full cycle through your REM one, two, and three, and then two to three just REM one sleeps. And so the REM one cycles take 30 minutes. The deep sleep take 90 minutes, right? So the Dymaxin sleep schedule was coined at Harvard. Ryan Leslie, who invented Superphone, put me onto it, and I did the research and read the papers. You sleep from 12 midnight to 1.30. Then you're up until 6 a.m. At 6 a.m., you take a 30-minute nap. Then you're up till 12 noon, 30-minute nap. 3 p.m., optional nap. 6 p.m., 30-minute nap. That's it. 
Nah, I can't do that, man. It's listen, listen. I'm not advising <laughs> that. That's fucking retarded. That's but crazy. I, but I, I was on that for like maybe two months, and until like my girlfriend was just like, Josh, like, what are you doing? Like, stop it. And uh, and so that's the point. The point of that story is to say that don't push yourself to that limit and value sleep because I'm telling you that there's a difference, and you can attest to this. There's a difference between 16 hours of meh work and 12 hours of yeah, I was fucking on big time. So like I said, you're, you think you're doing yourself a favor by working all these hours and not sleeping, in, but you're actually doing yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, you're totally doing yourself a, um, a harm. But wow, we got way off topic there. <laughs> but I love it. I love it. I love it. So, But there's a couple of things that I need to extract from you knowledge-wise. Let's get it. And I need you to bring clarity uh, for myself and for the listeners and just for the general public what is going on, what has gone on with the legal environment, the regulatory environment with legal marijuana, as well as what's going on with chewables and oils? Like, what what the fuck is happening right now, Spencer? Can you, like, we pretty I, much went from the most booming, blessed, dankest market. <laughs> like, we've been getting spoiled in BC, yeah. you know? And, like, now we're starting to see it. We've been, for, like, the last 10 years... We've had the best market in the world. We've had the best, and like I'm, sp- I'm speaking facts. Yeah. I've been to every place that's quote on calls himself the best place. There's no place better than Vancouver. For the last ten years, we've had the best product for the lowest prices, and everyone knows every someone who's got it. You know, so every person who does smoke, and they've been getting spoiled. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so switch that to current day now. Because of the new laws and how strict it is, people are forced to buy their legal cannabis from legal suppliers, right? And mm-hmm. the product is not as good and it's more expensive. And edibles and concentrates are not allowed right now, which are two of the biggest things for people. That's, but they are going to be reintroduced. That's like half of the market. They're going to be reintroduced probably by October. Okay, 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 okay. So hold on. So in the past decade, eight years or whatever it's been with just, let's say, let's call it the gray market. Can we say that? Yeah, we'll say the gray market. Say the That's gray, what it was. Say the gray market, right? Um, people were getting their flour from essentially people that have been doing it for quite some time, right? Man, the best growers, man, like. We have the best growers in the world out here. And a lot of those growers who were supplying those gray market stores, they were doing them in smaller spaces and putting a lot of love into the growing. You know what I mean? And when when you're growing in smaller spaces and putting love into it, you can fine tune everything, Mm -hmm. make sure that all the crops are right. You know what I mean? But like a lot of people aren't too happy now with with the legal market because they're paying more for a less satisfactory product. But... I don't want to say that that's always going to be like that. Okay. I have optimism that, you know, four or five years down the road, things will get straightened out. But right now, it's not looking it's not looking too good. And, like, it, for other places in the country, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For, for people in New Brunswick and Saskatchewan and Manitoba, it's fine. Because those people never had access to in cannabis the first before, place. in the first place. Yeah. So now it's legal. And at least they have access to somewhat. But if I can compare it to food, people in Vancouver have been eating grass-fed organic steaks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Their uh-huh. whole life. Now you're pushing a product that's shit. Like, they're not going to support it because 
in Vancouver, everyone knows someone that's got some dank shit. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? So Okay, so hold up. So a little bit of clarity here. So you so obviously these BC's renowned. BC Bud is renowned globally. Mm-hmm. This is not a secret. We don't have to fact check this. Um who is and so these growers are no longer growing because they weren't at large scalable Canada Health approved spots. Pretty much to be right? a legal grower, you have to have million, like multi millions. Yo, Bree, can you try to find? I don't know if you can find this, but if you can, try to find what are the specifications to be an actual, like a, a legal grower. I mean, it's doable, right? It's doable, but you got to put a lot of plays together. And those are plays that the regular person doesn't have. Right. You know what I mean? Okay, and, okay, okay. So, so these guys, now they. Who who grows it now? What who got that business? Because there's government sealed things now, right? I mean, who who are like the growers what companies? Now? Like, They're multi million dollar corporations. You know what I mean? And like, and nothing against them because like those are those are going to be my new suppliers, and I don't want to speak ill on them. Of course, right? Of course, but it's hard to grow such high quality product large scale. It's just a fact. Okay, it's doable. But it's hard, man. Right, 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 right. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. And the the growers who ha- were taking care of the grain market, like they, there was just so much love and like create. It was it wasn't always about money. It was about growing the best product. Well, craft like craft. It was a craft. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. But you know, when when you have a multi million dollar business, what what are you worrying about? Your overhead. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you don't want to take that time to do a six week cure. Mm-hmm. You just want to chop it down and get it in a bag and ship it out. You yep. know what I mean? Because yep. you just can't afford to do that. Yeah. You know, and like, I don't want to. I don't want to seem like I'm. I'm being negative to the legal market because I think everything is going to be great. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna. We'll be, figure it out. We're gonna figure it out. It's gonna. It's. We're just going through some growing pains right now. <laughs> it's like I. What like, like I say, you know. Yeah. And uh, I think everything is going to get straightened out, but yeah. Unfortunately, right now it's a little bit of a turbulent time. Yeah. But we're gonna get through it, man. I'm. I'm very confident of that. I, I completely agree. Listen, it's a huge transition. I think we're the second country in the world to legalize it. Mm. I might be wrong on that too. Brief fact check me on that one too. Um, but you know what? We are going through some tough times right now in terms of the market. You yourself as someone that was at the forefront of this, you know, it, it's tough to be Spencer right now. You know, there's, there's no if, ands, but. So we can we can try to, you know, put sparkles on it. Yeah, he's in the Tesla dealership. He's got this, that, and the other. He lives downtown. He's got this, the man. No, nah, it's tough. There's a lot of shit going on. For sure, man. Right? For sure. That's, that's just a fact. I'm not going to try to personify you. You know, you have your accolades and your businesses and things are things are moving. But fuck, the, uh, no lie. As you've said yourself, the stress is, is, is real. You know, the come up was cool, but the get back is sweet. Hello. You know what I, I mean? I like that. I like that. I like that. It's and gonna, you know what? Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So, hey, it is what it is, man. <laughs> it is what it ain't is what I like to say. It is what it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it ain't, man. I just, I'm just going to keep doing what I do. Keep putting my head down every day. Keep working. Fuck you know, yeah. keep seeing my lawyer and doing everything by the book because that's how i always like to do things man. long-term vision man and the other thing i got to say about you from a, a, an observer's perspective is you know you're not every throughout this conversation and throughout multiple multiple conversations we've had in the past you're not shitting on people you know and there's something i like to say is you know those who I don't like to do that man yeah you I can't like big people up 
You know what I mean? You, you can't listen. Something I like to say is is those who throw mud lose ground. I, I like know? to let my my members do that for me. You know, you can see it in the reviews and the yeah. you, know, <laughs> you know, I don't want to be the dude saying that. You know, yeah. I'll let I'll let them do the talking. Yeah. They can say how THC is you know night and day compared to any other store. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so for those same members, what's it gonna take for THC to open its doors once again? What's it gonna take? So right now, um, current like before, we had a we had a license from the city of Vancouver, thirty thousand a year. Yeah. But it was for medical cannabis. Right. So right now we're just transitioning to a recreational cannabis. Okay. So before at THC, you needed a doctor's note to come in. Yeah. Now. When we reopen, it's just going to be anyone 19 plus. Mm -hmm. So we're just navigating through that transition. Um, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of meetings, a lot of money. Um, but, you know, nothing nothing good is easy, right? Nothing nothing that good is yeah. going to be easy. If it was... Wouldn't be worth it. Exactly. Wouldn't be worth it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. And that's just how I feel. And I mean, like... People could say I'm taking L's. Like I, I did. I've, I have taken, I've taken so many L's. You know. Man, Spence. But a quote I like to say: It's not a loss if you learn from it. Yeah. You're just paying tuition. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. all these, all these things, I'm just soaking up game and I'm figuring out how to be wiser going forward. You know, taking all these hits. But looking back, man, some hits I've, t I've taken. I've lost in some days I've lost more money than people have made in a year. Yeah. And looking back on it, I wouldn't even change that. I would still do that because I feel like it's got me to where I am today. You know what I mean? As hard as that is to say, fuck. You know what I mean? I feel like all those L's I took, you know what I mean? Like you could have called me LL Cool J back in the day. I was, <laughs> I, was I was Yo, taking I was ask you about that. I was taking L's with like you know so many risks like but like i said friend to get something that good you got to take risks you got to take l's jeez you're not a boss until you've lost until you took a loss yeah shit. you know what i mean so yeah, how many l's does it take man damn hey it is what it is it is what it ain't is what, it is what it is. <laughs> ll cool j sometimes like what, what i like to say like you know a lot of a lot of young homies and shit call me for like for for advice sometimes and mm -hmm. shit right and what i like to say is you'll be surprised sometimes what form your blessings come in at the time it could seem like the biggest setback yeah. and the biggest l but you fast forward two years you're gonna look back maybe and be like man i'm glad how that shook out yeah. you know what i mean i'm glad that happened because it made me so much smarter that something bigger like that is not gonna happen or like it changed my mind frame yo i was moving sloppy yeah i'm never gonna move like that again or like you know i was careless you know whatever it is yeah yeah man that reminds me ashley remember when you called me just a couple of days ago and we were talking about teslas and and i was preparing for this you know conversation and i was thinking about your journey and what i've heard from others from your members from our team internally and just trying to find a way to tell a story with this interview you know you know and you know it's crazy man like i already told you i can't get into too I much know. because my life goal is to make a movie about all this and trust me that movie's coming and a it's mini coming. doc is coming too a mini doc's dropping soon yeah. i got a i got a full-length series dropping soon 
But I'm not dropping any of that till all this stuff gets straightened out. But my life goal, I want to turn all this into a movie. And that's why I don't touch on a lot of subjects. Like, yeah. if I really sat here, I could touch on so much shit, but I don't want to. Yeah, we've talked off camera. I know what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I won't get into that. It's going to be a movie one day. 501 the movie. 501 the movie. You know Hell what I mean? yeah. Only a few people know what 501 is. You know what yeah. 501 is. Yeah, we talked. It's going to be a movie one day, and the whole thing will be in there. If there was a a, a feature film that what that Yo, you want to be like. Yo, 501 the movie. What is it? It's paid in full and half-baked, rolled up into one block. You already knew what it was. Bro, I, I have it. I already, I've already, already done knew this, what it was. I've already yeah. done the script. No way. I've already done the script, bro. <laughs> I spent like two years with a dude working on the script. You know, it's only a matter like every anything I say I'm gonna do, I do. But dude, the the sto the the story is still being written day by day no, here. No, the story's over. The story's over. Man. Oh my god! No, it's not over. But the movie it it ended a while ago. Oh, so this now you have to have two movies, man. <laughs> yeah. You have two movies now. You know, like yeah. the come up was crazy, man. Like I'm not gonna get into you too don't much have to. detail about you the come up, to. but it was a movie, and like anyone who I tell my story to, they're like, "Damn, bro," like. Yep. Are you sure you didn't see that in a fucking documentary or, <laughs> or some crazy movie? But no, that shit was real life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And one day I'm going to make it happen. Like, I don't care if I have to sell my crib one day to make it happen. Damn, but I'm going to make this movie happen, man. If it's the last thing I do, I already told my bro, if anything happens to me, God forbid. Make the movie. You know where the bread's at. Get it. Shit. And make the movie. Shit. You know what I mean? That's how shit. passionate I, I am about that shit, shit. man. <laughs> well, uh, we want to be part of the production. I'll tell you that much. I, we want to be part I of that. I might holler at my guy Stains. Yeah. And, <laughs> and get him to do the movie. <laughs> yeah, we'll holler at him, man. But, you know, as so we know. <laughs> sorry. We, 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 know, um, we know the story, and you'll see the story. But I'm reading a book right now, uh, which is... Uh, Elon Musk's um, not a biography, but it's just it's written by someone who knows Elon very well and is sitting down very very many times, and it's essentially the book about Elon's you know journey. And I'm at a part right now. I'm just past halfway through it where they're launching. They're trying to launch the Falcon Nine, and the Falcon Nine was this is around 2006, 2007, 2008, where they had the technology, but they just kept fucking up you know they, they they move rockets to like you know um weird pacific islands so we could shoot up the right way and they, they mess that up and different things happen so a rocket is like a hundred million dollars to make right and it's all elon's money and investors money the guy essentially went broke long story short falcon one no falcon two no falcon three no last shot last hundred million dollars it's 2008 the economic crisis is in, is in full swing elon's on his last buck and if this rocket doesn't go spacex is dead there's no more money people don't get paid that week but if it does go the nasa will give him the contract to to, to fly shit into space and launch satellites and to send stuff to the international space stations if they get this flight down and finally, on the fourth try, they do. They land the contract. And I'm just reading this literally on my way home. And I'm like, fuck, this is Spencer in a way. Bro, I've I've made money, lost it, made it, lost it, made it, <laughs> lost it, made it, lost it, and then got it back. I don't want to go through that again. Yeah. But I, I, I know that's part of the process. But you will if you have to. 
I will if I have to. Yeah. But I, I, I like, I like to think I'm in a position right now that I hopefully don't have to go through that again. You know what, man? Like, but it's part of the process. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, like I said, all those things make you. You know what I mean? And they, and they shape you of how you're gonna move going forward. And sometimes you need to take those L's. Like, who knows if Elon didn't take those L's? Is he still here? Is he still doing what he does? Is he still the mogul that he Maybe is now? Maybe not. Maybe know. those L's fueled him to turn it up a notch you know what i mean yeah man i, I i'm sure it i'm sure it did but and that's and that's something we gotta let young business owners and entrepreneurs know don't don't be like you know when you take an l don't let that ruin your confidence and yeah. don't let that say take you off track just keep it moving never let a hard time humble us just keep it moving you gotta you gotta understand that comes with the game you gotta charge that to the game. Charge that to the game. Charge it to the game, uh -huh. and then keep it moving. Charge that That's to the game. That's all you can do, right? But yeah. not a lot of people have that mindset. Not a lot of people are are meant to do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? You gotta. You There's gotta, few. There's you gotta, few. You gotta have a thick skin. You know what I mean? And you gotta be. You gotta be a hard, a hard person. You know, on the outside. But the thing about you is, you, you also have so much compassion, which is a, another. You know, that's another hole we can go down where it's just like, man, you you execute on a high level and you're hard in a business sense. But I mean, people that we haven't even touched on the stuff you do with THC cares and stuff like that. It's it's because, man, that's the shit that makes me the happiest, man. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy just to be on this podcast and say that because that's the right thing to say. Yeah. But I mean, if you really watch, you know, like nothing makes me happier than going to like a gym full of kids playing hoops and going there surprising them with new kicks and new jerseys and taking care of the fees just yeah. because you know that's the yeah. type of shit i love to do i love to give back yeah you know what i mean take care of the community I, god willing everything works out and thc reopens we're gonna do it on a higher level yeah you know what i mean yeah build the community up man that's straight up so i tell i tell that elon quick little story and the other story that you know, I don't mean to put labels on you or, or box you in, but man, you draw a lot of similars to this guy that, you know, came up on a corner of Crenshaw and Slauson. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> like, in terms of building actual infrastructure and businesses in this community, we call you Bro, the mayor of Self Van for a reason. You walk into my crib, you haven't been to my house, right? Nah, I ain't been to your house. You walk into my crib, first thing you see is that album framed above my couch. For real? I don't even have many. I don't even have any pictures of me or anything. What? I what? Have. Crenshaw? Yeah. Oh damn, bro! I used to listen to that album every day yeah. for two years. Like, cause <clears throat> I mean, my family was so against me getting in the marijuana business yeah. that they actually kicked me out of the house when I moved back. Yeah. So I mean, I didn't really have any like OGs to give me game or anything. You know what I mean? All my all the old heads in in, in my area were knuckleheads, man. They they weren't doing shit, you know. Yeah. So I really had no one to give me game. So for that album, it was like the biggest blessing, man. Yeah. It's taught me so much game. It's like a how-to manual, man. It's a how-to manual. I was lined up outside on Crenshaw. Oh really? That was my last hundred dollars I had when I was out there, and I bought the album. You're what? And proud to pay. I, I don't regret that at all, cause. Yo, there's two things I would say without there's no me or there's no THC. Me moving in New York and that album. No way. Straight up and down. $100 mixtape. Damn. Straight up and down. That's crazy. What did you think of Victory Lap? I thought Victory Lap was incredible. Yeah. It's a Grammy-nominated album. Yeah. 
and you know like he's he's just such a um breath of fresh air you know you don't get too many people right these days who are promoting ownership and promoting being you know being smart business acting smart with your money and mm-hmm. you know there's not everyone is just perpetuating or putting out you know buying cars and it's it's jewelry and shit like that and yeah. doing drugs it's nice to have a dude like that and seem like me i i always knew like the shit you listen to is powerful mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you're gonna soak that shit up so you got to be careful about what you're listening to you know what i mean and who and who so when i was coming up working i used to work and people are gonna think i'm exaggerating but people who know me from back in the day, I used to be work 24 hours a day. I'd be hustling 24 hours a it, day. Bro. I believe it. I believe it. And that was the only shit I listened to for like two years when I was coming up, setting up THC, man. Damn. You got to frame that, put it, put it in a store or something like that, man. That's got to people It's framed, gotta know. yo. It's in a gold frame above there. my couch, yo. Damn. I appreciate the comparison, man, because if I was going to be compared to someone, like that would definitely be someone who I, I would think you know i mean i can just draw a lot of parallels you drop a lot of game you also build infrastructure in communities you also you do a lot of things behind the scenes i mean for people that don't know about who nipsey hustle is go google itunes at but nip is someone that you know obviously he has the crenshaw slur and the th uh the uh not thc rather <laughs> <laughs> tmc the marathon continue wow damn hella close parallels yeah, there where, hella close where you parallels. Think i thought of thc man oh no way yeah ah <laughs> crazy shout out shout out hustle um the marathon continues it wasn't that it was just from seeing tmc in my, in my yeah house of course so just subconsciously who knows Yes, right? subconsciously. Subconsciously. But so Nip, you know, he has brick and mortar stores, uh, does a lot of stuff with David Gross, Vector 90, real estate, all these different things, oh, so yeah, many man. parallels. And it's just like, fuck, you know, I, I can't wait for you to meet him. You know, oh, I can't yeah, wait man. for you to meet him. That would be a crazy the estate, moment. Man. The real estate. Get bread and invest in real estate. Timeless. You know what I mean? There's a few timeless truths in the world. That's one of them. That's one of the few things I bought that has appreciated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mostly everything I bought has depreciated. So that's another advice to young entrepreneurs. Once you get that bread, invest in, in real estate. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's commercial or, you know. You know, it's crazy. So jewelry and and stuff like that does appreciate. But you know how much you, know how much you can make that THC train ap- appreciate? You know, I don't know what you pay for that. You ain't got to tell me. But you know how much that 501 chain might be worth in 10 years? I don't know. I've heard. I've heard mixed things, yo. See, you see. I've heard see? that I'll never like. <clears throat> I'm like, it's easy for me to say, like, yo, don't waste money on jewelry. I'm wearing all this jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> Suited and booted. <laughs> but I'll never buy another piece of jewelry in my life. But here's the thing. These are my. This is my brand. This is to me. Right? This is marketing and branding. See, I wear my brand. I have THC shoes. Yeah. I got THC hat. I want to step in the place every pl- time I I'm somewhere, and I want to rep my brand. But, to yeah. me, this is marketing. I'm not gonna wear. I'm not gonna have a chain of some bullshit. See that? <laughs> that's the thing. Branding. The chain. The chain. The chain matters. Now, what I'm saying is that there's a lot of jewelry that does depreciate. Now, you specifically as a person might just be able to turn around and put a lot of value on it, 
just based on what you're going to do with the trajectory in the next 10 years. For like, sure. ima- like imagine a Rockefeller chain. You know what I mean? For sure. Like, what does that go for? Who knows? For sure. Who knows what this that goes for? This is a one-on-one, though. That's a one-on-one. <laughs> yeah. But it could be a one of 100. Shout we'll out talk to about Kalani, man. Shout out to Kalani, man. The best jeweler in the game. Who's that? Where's that? What's that at? What he's, is that? He's Drake's jeweler from Toronto. And he's your jeweler, too? Hell yeah. Oh, shit. Because to me, this brand means so much. If I, I knew if I, someone was going to do it, it had to be the right person. Damn. You know what I mean? Damn. Yeah, that I can't even look at you right now. <laughs> we got to, for, for those that don't know the timeline, when this is out, the, the hoodies will have just dropped our 1X collection. Yo. Spencer's literally, I think the first, we, I think he was the first person to buy it. He's wearing so one far. right now. And uh, Yo, I, I got to do a little promo for this hoodie, man. Oh, yeah? Yo, this is the best hoodie I've ever worn in my life. God damn. Straight up and down, man. There's no hoodie I've ever worn with the... Co- this This feels like some Gucci shit or some Hell shit yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Handcrafted. Shout to Self-Hired, man. Health. They're doing the damn thing over there. Hell yes. Even this THC hat is made by Self-Hired. Hell yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, is that the same? Oh, no way. It's the same shit. Damn. I didn't know that. Hell yeah, man. That's why the that. quality is so nice. I didn't know that. Yeah, man. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, self-made, uh, or self-made, or uh, self—not uh, self-made, self-crafted, handcrafted, uh, here in Vancouver, locally sourced. All that stuff, man, is a beautiful thing. Hell yeah. Literally the cute. first person to buy one. That's crazy. We got some crazy shots. What I was saying is, we got some crazy shots with the self-fired and the THC right next to it. It's fire <laughs> it's something else man hell yeah man like, I, I was i was in bed jumping i got goosebumps <laughs> on my spine off that one i couldn't yeah we need it. to throw that on the side i think did we already post did you already post uh, i don't know i don't think Not we posted. Yet. i don't know i don't think we posted it yet but it's uh it's something it's something else man it's Word. something else Okay, so I, I promised I would keep this under two hours. We're just approaching the two-hour mark right now, but I'm not done. I'm not done. I have a couple things I need to extract Let's from get you it. because you know I what? I got my birthday dinner at what time? Ten o'clock. I'm gonna take another. I'm gonna take another ten minutes. I'm gonna take another ten minutes Let's here. Let's do it. So listen, there's a lot of as you mentioned. There's a lot of people that come up to you and 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 ask to you know just be around you or listen to you or Soko game, and that's why we have you on the podcast. There's reasons for this. There's a lot of people that are gonna listen to this, and a lot of people that can take a lot of things. And from that's this, why I'm doing right? the documentary with Kev exactly. Because I've been. I've been getting a lot of people hit me up on IG lately, like, "Yo, you're mo- you're motivating me, like this, that, and like." I've that's, seen it, yeah. That's what's really actually keeping me going right now. For real. You know what I mean? I want it. I want to keep motivating people and shit like that. You know, that's what's keeping me going right now. Uh, so, proof so is wait, in the pudding. What were you gonna say? So what I was gonna say is that a lot of people are gonna take a lot of things to this, but I want to bring it back to the macro. Because you're very, you're a reflective person, right? Taking a loss is one thing. Taking a loss is just a loss if you don't learn from it, right? So let's take it back. Three questions. What was your biggest mistake? What was your biggest success? And why did you do both of those things? Whoa. My biggest mistake You're taking a Kanye pause right now. <laughs> My biggest mistake. That's how you know you're getting a thoughtful answer. I don't even know, man. I don't even know what my biggest mistake was so far. Nah. Just because. Okay, let me think. Nah, it's cool, man. If I get. Fuck. 
I want to say my biggest mistake was not paying any attention in school. Yeah. Because now if any if anything happened, I don't have anything to fall back on. Yeah. But I'm also seeing a lot of people who went to school who are but that's almost your hitting biggest me up success. for a job. You know what I mean? So what was my biggest mistake? <laughs> See, I didn't this is for the for the listeners that don't know, this is one of the things that I didn't tell Spencer I was gonna ask him. I honestly don't even know what to how to answer that right now. Not going to school or not paying attention in school. What about even though like fuck. I, I don't even want to say that because I feel like you can learn more shit outside of school. A hundred percent. That's important. What about, you know, you took a route and I don't even know if this is a mistake, but financially it might've been like taking the route where you're like, I'm gonna do things a hundred percent legitimately. You know, that if, if we're only talking, if we're talking short term, that was a mistake. But of course, long term it's not. So I know you've taken some twists and some turns, but you know, or maybe even not trying, you know, maybe you could have took your basketball career a little bit further. Nah. 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 <laughs> you know when something you you know when just something is just over, you just know it. You just took it, okay. I just had a new passion. My new passion was was in the marijuana game. Yeah, I know, I you love know? it. Okay. All right. Biggest success. THC. There you go. That's the easy one. That's the easy one. You know what I would say actually my biggest mistake was? Yeah. Like we touched on it before, <clears throat> when I started this business, I put everything on the back burner. My family, I stopped talking to my family for like four or five years. I didn't go to anything. My mom, dad's birthday, sister's birthdays, everything. I fell so far off with my family. I'm just reconnecting with everyone now. Wow. You know? So I would say my biggest mistake was being so deep in the work and hustling and working all the time. I neglected every other aspect of life. You know what I mean? And now I'm seeing that as I get older, I'm like, man, I sh- how hard it w- how hard was it to pick up the phone and call my, you For know? five minutes or whatever. And how hard was it to go to my sister's birthday or mm-hmm. my brother's this or that, you know? So I would say my biggest mistake was falling so off with my family and health. Wow. I, I put money and work way over everything. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you could argue that I'm not here in this position without thinking like that. But my biggest mistake was not having a level of balance. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I like to do things to the extreme. When yeah. I do something, I do it hard and I... You go for it. I go all in with it, you know? Yeah. So I would say my biggest mistake was that not having any balance for like from like 2014 to 2018, 2013, 2018. No balance. Yeah. Just, just cool. work, 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 then nothing else, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I lost a lot of really cool relationships, blessed relationships because of that. You know yeah. what I mean? And, hmm. you know, so that was my biggest mistake. My biggest success was opening my store mm-hmm. by far. That's, that's why, that's what made me, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't like to look too much on regrets. You know, that's why the one mistake I would say was like a, mm-hmm. not a huge one because I feel like, Everything you did got you to that point, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bless point. Like the last five, like when I graduated high school, I was like, man, the best years of my life were behind me. I was sad a little bit, right? Right. But the be- last five years have been the best time of my life. You know what I mean? So I don't like to think too much on mistakes and like things I would do differently, because who knows 
if I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What drove you to make that mistake? What were the true motivations to make that mistake? To make which mistake? The mistake of disregarding your family in a sense. What drove me to that? What drove you to there? being the best? I wanted to be number one in the game, and I wasn't letting anything get in my way. Like I would eat, sleep, breathe my store, and always making it better. Always thinking of how to improve. Always looking for new product. Always doing this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what drove me. I just wanted to be the best, and I wanted. I wanted people to know us as the best. That was always what drove me. And it's still me. getting you fired up, man. I'm looking at you right now, man. It still gets you fired up. I'm still fired. I'm fired. I'll have passion for this till the day I die, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your biggest success opening THC, what drove you? Why did you make that decision to open THC? Because I, I fell in love with the plant, fell in love with cannabis, and I was just seeing, okay, I knew Vancouver was the best place in the world for cannabis. Why is there no store in Vancouver that does justice to our city? Why is there no store? You know what I mean? Yeah. Why is there nothing our city can be proud of? Yeah. That's that's what drove me. And it, I'm I was a consumer first, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, I'm like, man, all these consumers, why isn't there a store like that? So that's what drove me. I wanted to create something that our city could be proud of people could be feel good going into and that just something was that was legendary hell yeah and and you know thankfully i was able to do that you that's know? amazing that's hell amazing yeah, man. man and that's it's iconic man it's iconic and, and it will continue to be iconic when you guys get back open and rolling we hope it's soon hell yeah um, bro. we know it'll be soon because we we invest in the people behind it for right sure. and we know you'll take it there for sure um and that's something you'll continue to be. You know, you're you're building a legend in yourself. You're making history right now. So don't don't ever forget that, right? Hell yeah, bro. Don't don't appreciate ever lose that. faith. Okay. Never, man. Spence, happy birthday, brother. Hell yeah, I I'm appreciate about to, it. I'm about to go for my birthday dinner right now. Amazing. It's a cool little spot. They close the re- they close the whole restaurant down for us. No way. So we can smoke inside. Beauty. They literally cook wagyu beef in front of us smoking weed no way it's the best time ever. you going downtown yeah i don't okay. really party or anything this yeah. is my kind of vibe i like it you know i like it eating some good food smoking good people hell yeah i love it all right man appreciate that, you that, bro. that that store the legend the other stores that you're building the people that you're building underneath you it's just it's gonna continue to be legendary it's gonna continue to be iconic and spencer that's what you yourself are you're an icon don't forget it and continue to inspire wow. my brother thank you so much for the kind words man thank you for the time appreciate you that's bro. a wrap appreciate it